I understand that everyone's talking about the stock market right now. Yeah, it's an interesting time to be alive. It's an interesting time to be investing or trading or gambling, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. I think that there's a kind of a an element of it all being a construct. Uh, yes. When a, a stock does, you know, you know, most of these big high flying growth stocks don't pay a dividend. So your share of ownership in the company means what? It's just only worth something in relation to what someone else is willing to pay for it. So it's like presumably predicated on the earnings of the company. But if they don't pay you anything to own it, it's just this like abstract asset you have like floating off in the cloud. Is that what you mean to say? Hey, I think you said it better than I could have. We put values on certain things. Sometimes those things might be worthless or just an idea. That definitely comes into play when you think about like a cryptocurrency. Like what's its intrinsic value? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but, I, you know, I think we're, we're veering off our, our main topic, an investment we make not just potentially to make money, but also for the love of it. Before we get into it, can, can we just make a disclosure? This is for educational purposes. Do not take this as investment advice. Uh, we talk about our experiences investing in some vegan businesses, but all investments carry risk. You can lose money. If you do choose to invest, only do so with money that you are willing to lose. Investing in vegan enterprises and, and cruelty-free enterprises and enterprises that help the environment we're we're putting our money where our mouth is that was in my notes oh well okay that's good well it's good that you have notes <laughs> we're like my yeah i don't write notes for anything except for this <laughs> <laughs> well um, i'll let you go because uh the, the, you are you are in the driver's seat mike keller thank you well you know i'm usually happy to be your faithful sidekick um but this was sort of um a topic that was close to my heart. Because, you know, when I invest in a vegan business, I do so based on sort of a different criteria than I do when I invest in other things. Uh, my return isn't necessarily just money. Like, if I were to buy Apple stock, I, I use just do it to make money. But when I invested in Beyond Meat, sure, I'd like to make money. But I'm also, as you put it, doing it to put my money where my mouth is, to back a business which I feel is changing the world for the better, uh, disrupting the evil animal agriculture business. And it makes me feel good to own shares of a company that's part of the solution rather than part of the problem. You know, I thought I would talk about a few examples of stocks. These are not the only ones out there. You can definitely go down a rabbit hole googling vegan food companies. But I just wanted to uh, mention a few. But also, I'd like to kind of contextualize this in sort of a broader market context first. Because, you know, again, this is all just my opinion. I don't know the future. But I sort of see two countervailing forces, one that's negative and one that's positive. Overall, you know, the stock market has rallied so much over the last, you know, since the big crash in March of 2020. Um, and by most traditional like valuation metrics, it's kind of overvalued. The silver lining is that the vegan food segment is so rapidly growing, you know, my hope and dream is that it's going to be able to keep up and outpace the rest of the market. And when it comes to, like, to say, I mean, this is the most general one, like Beyond Meat, mm -hmm. you see potential for growth in the future when you see all these companies coming in, large, which are Fortune 500 companies, yeah, partnerships. When you, when you see 
the the, the news and all this information mm-hmm. where people want to be in the plant-based food business. Yes, absolutely. I would think be something that uh, people would be interested in in creating maybe long-term goals. Yes, absolutely. My thesis today is that because the market segment is growing, the best strategy would be to gradually dollar cost average into a portfolio of vegan stocks and then ride this wave, this demographic change in people that we're experiencing. I know it feels really slow from our perspective when, you know, this is literally a matter of life and death from the animal's perspective. And it feels like it's molasses, but, you know, demographically, people are becoming more plant-based or vegan. Uh, Younger people tend to be more vegan. So the whole shift is happening. And so, you know, my, what I'm doing is basically just collecting a a diversified portfolio of vegan foods companies and um, trying to ride the wave over decades. To some extent, the reason why the the broader market is like overvalued is because of, you know, these low interest rates and there's too much money chasing too few assets. Uh, this doesn't just apply to stocks, real estate and on alternative investments. And it's sort of like an inflation caused by central banks. So it's kind of a tricky time to be buying any stock because so many investors are chasing these stocks and paying more and more for every little dollar of earnings. And I don't know if this is sustainable. So what I'm getting at is, you know, some say there could be like a correction or a crash in the whole market, which would pull down these vegan stocks as well. So my philosophy is that that's okay. And you should accept that it's going to happen at some point. And so what you should do is like keep cash on the sidelines as well. Don't go all in today but rather buy little by little. And every time there's a dip in a stock that you like, you can buy a little more. It lets you like average down your price and it lets you avoid being caught with a crash and no more capital to like reinvest when everything goes on like fire sale. And beyond that, like most of these vegan companies, they're not value stocks, you know, because they're all like relatively new. Some of them don't even have, most of them don't even have positive earnings because so they're like reinvesting all their revenue into growing and capturing market share and competing with one another. And, you know, you see that a lot in technology stocks, like some of them go for decades without ever having positive earnings like Amazon for example it didn't have earnings for so long and now they you know print money the silver lining again to all this is that the total addressable vegan food market is so rapidly expanding because thank god veganism is spreading so you know in 2017 the total market for vegan foods was 3.9 billion dollars in 2018 it went up to 4.5 billion dollars in 2019 it was up to 5 billion dollars I don't have the data for 2020, but I read like this, I mean, it sounds outlandish, but I read this report that said that by 2025, the vegan food market is projected to be over $100 billion. You know, that sounds like kind of outlandish and we should absolutely take it with a grain of salt. The reasoning for this projection of exponential growth is that what they're saying is that these substitutes are getting so good and so widespread that it should disrupt and displace 10% of the dead animal market, which would be uh, like a great start. So even if that sounds like overly optimistic, which I I believe it, it might be, the broader trend is that more and more meat substitutes are becoming more and more mainstream. And as a result, like we're hoping that this is going to disrupt factory farms 
and animal agriculture. So if you believe this trend will continue, like I do, the best thing to do is just kind of diversify. So, you know, without any further ado, why don't we like talk about a few few tickers? You know, when I'm looking through vegan news to put on the Twitter, and I actually have, um, you know, definitely an interest in food technology. I do see them as tech stocks. And, you know, you, you forward, I appreciate that you forward me a lot of these articles where there's like some cutting edge um, lab meat or something. The first thing I do after I read them, I get excited and I like look if they're publicly traded. And usually when they're these like tiny startups, they aren't yet. You know, they all have angel investors and like gazillionaires with deep pockets uh, funding them in, from the startup phase. To simulate the texture and the taste, there's a lot of food science involved and there's potentially uh, intellectual property and patents and things like that. And also it has to do with sustainability, for yeah. our human race to c continue, we're going to have to be dependent on technology yes. to provide food source. Mm -hmm. And the only sustainable path is a plant-based path. If they were, you know, governments were to tax the true cost of meat, including the externalities of the environmental damage and the, you know, waste and all that... E meat would cost so much more. It's only because those externalities are just kind of dumped on Mother Nature that it's like subsidized and, and costs so little. So if the true cost of meat was factored in, all these plant substitutes would be cheaper. I love capitalism, but unregulated free market capitalism often involves like um, dumping all the externalities and damage on people who just can't defend themselves, thereby like profiting, but also causing all these costs that are like hidden from view. So anyway, let's start with the the, the big 800 pound gorilla, like the, the name everyone talks about, Beyond Meat. Ticker symbol, B-Y-N-D. Current share price as of today's market close is $179.79. Total market capitalization, meaning like, you know, the market value of the company as of today is uh, $11.265 billion. Everyone knows about it. It's an amazing business. They recently announced a partnership with Pepsi after already having products in like Carl's Jr., A&W in Canada, Del Taco, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, Starbucks in China, grocery stores everywhere. Like the list goes on and on. Everyone knows like the company is growing rapidly, you know, and when a company like is well known to be like great, the share price does tend to keep running away from you. They're pricing in so much growth in the price, but at the same time, they seem to be hitting lots of growth. There's different valuation models, and it's really hard to value a company without positive earnings yet. What I would recommend is to just kind of like dollar cost average into it. Like if you want to start with a position now, just invest a little. And then if it dips, invest a little more. And if it dips more than that, great. You're getting it like cheaper and cheaper. Because, you know, eventually... It's going to hit a bottom. And I don't think Beyond is, this is just my opinion, but I don't think they're going bankrupt. I don't think they're going to zero. Like they've established first mover advantage and dominance. They're like the Coca-Cola of substitute meats. I personally got really lucky with this one on the IPO. I was so excited. And then the price got away from me and I felt disappointed for months. And I, I you know, I just, it kept going up and up and I just was sad, but I, I couldn't bring myself to pay these high prices. And then in the March crash, it like really crashed and I got it all the way down to like $50 a share. And that was just dumb luck. You have it too, right? Don't you have Beyond? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, but I mean, I'm just basically in it for the long haul. So it's yeah, a situation you, where I like the product. Being vegan, I think that it's important to support vegan exploits. 
but it's like almost a situation where I, I don't know if I would sell it or maybe maybe near no. the end or if it blew up, I would sell it maybe. Really? I don't know. I, I just think that it's good to own it and, and yeah, be agree. a part of the vegan community in a different way, in, a, in another level. Like the company itself doesn't make money when you buy their stock because they already offered it and that's like you're buying it from someone else. But yeah, I think the higher the share price, the the more they can benefit from it because they can issue more shares, for example, and it'll be at a higher price. And so it does sort of end up putting more cash into the company. But it's also just being an owner of a company you believe in. Is there such thing as a conditional investment? Like, let's say I invest in this company if they behave a certain way. As a retail investor with a stock account, you can always just sell if you meant like business to business they do have sometimes they put like morality clauses in contracts i don't know how enforceable they are but yeah i guess there there are sometimes conditional conditional investments i mean i think the best way to express your displeasure is just sell your stock sure oh yeah or or threaten to sell their stock (laughs) and then see if they you know get enough people to enough stockholders to threaten to sell their stock and see, you know, then maybe they would change their mind. So we spoke about Beyond. Are there other stocks that you recommend? Before I go to the next stock, you can't talk about Beyond without talking about their immediate competitor, Impossible Foods. Just I'm just mentioning that, uh, unfortunately, at the moment, they're not publicly traded. So you could theoretically get shares on the secondary market if you're an accredited investor, which means like if you're rich enough, but it's kind of a pain. It's not very liquid, and there's high transaction fees, and it's sort of like more complicated. It's kind of akin to buying real estate. Unless you're a sophisticated investor, I don't think Impossible Foods is available right now. In the future, it might IPO or direct list on the stock market, and then you'll be able to buy shares. But I do think actually beyond, because they were first to list, they were able to scale up so much faster, and they really got first mover advantage. So it's like, for example... Impossible was in talks with McDonald's, but they had to bow out because they didn't have the scale to be able to supply them. So another stock I wanted to talk about was the Very Good Food Company. Have you heard of this? The It's like Very Good Butcher? I think so. They're, they make kind of very realistic looking meat. I've never tried their food, but I, I have a few shares of this because... A lot of people have been telling me they actually do a better job than Beyond. You know, they're a smaller company. They don't have the scale. The ticker is... V-R-Y-Y-F, that means it's like F at the end. I think it means it's like an over-the-counter stock. Share price is $5.47, so you can definitely afford to get more shares. The market cap is only $466 million, which is you know rapidly increasing. It was like $60 million a little while ago. It's a much smaller company than Beyond. It's I think it's Canadian. They do like vegan burgers, taco mix, steak, bacon, and a lot of people say they're quality-wise really good. Quality-wise doesn't always mean business success, but often it does. My hope for them is that they reach a certain economy of scale that they'll be able to compete and they're not just a like a boutique brand. Because, you know, Beyond has this really great goal of pricing parity with meat. For example, I have friends who would take the vegan option they're not vegan. They would take the vegan option for the same price, but they're not willing to pay a premium. So I like that Beyond is trying to make it even. So anyway, very good food company, I think, is worth a, a look. Another interesting company, we hear about the flashy brand names, you know, the food that you directly eat yourself. This company you've probably never heard of 
because they supply the back end. This technology is based on very clever extraction of protein from plant sources. And so a lot of other companies, I don't know, you know, I've heard somewhere that maybe even Beyond and Impossible outsource to them, but I'm not sure. So don't take my word for that. They get the supplies. So it's not a consumer-facing brand, but it's called Burkon, I think, B-U-R-C-O-N, NutriScience, ticker B-U-R-O-F. Share price as of today was only $3.12 per share, and the market cap is so small. It's only $333 million. So there's really like room to grow with this, especially if more and more consumer-facing brands start to use this as like the back end. You know, you, you can think of this kind of analogous to, you know how like everybody knows about Apple products, but they have Foxconn this, you know, not everybody knows that Foxconn actually manufactures their products. So this is like interesting because there's maybe not the same brand name goodwill built into the price. So that's kind of cool. Yeah, I have a story that's that we're going to talk about maybe in another episode about this company called Redefine. Mm-hmm. And they make 3D printers for food. Oh, that's so cool. And so you're talking about a future technology, but mm-hmm. you're also ta- not you're not talking about you know direct to consumer. You're talking about people that are building these machines that make plant based meat. The second I can invest in that, I will. I mean, three D printing in general is this revolutionary and disruptive technology, and now it's only in its infancy because it's still unit cost wise costs a lot to make something in a three D printing manner rather than in a manufacturing manner. As more 3D printed objects hit market, the cheaper and cheaper the unit cost will be. And as a result, the 3D printing market in general, and hopefully this meat thing as well, this um, faux meat thing, will have one of these like exponential explosions. I think they call it Wright's Law, which is a corollary to Moore's Law about uh, computer transistor chips. As for the next stock, I wanted to buy this. This is the only one I don't have. It was so small it's blocked by one of my brokers so I, I guess i could buy it in a different brokerage account but for some reason it's blocked by merrill edge so i don't take that as a sign that maybe it's risky <laughs> um but it's called else nutrition it's actually an israeli company also trades over the counter ticker symbol baby f b-a-b-y-f share price two dollars and 61 cents Market capitalization, a mere $250 million. So their brand is Heart Brand, and they just make like baby snacks, feeding accessories. The first ever plant-based toddler milk formula made of like almonds and buckwheat and tapioca. And I think they're trying to make like a newborn and infant formulas too. What's exciting about this, when you think younger and younger people tend to be more vegetarian and vegan, right? Babies. Yeah, well, sure, that too. But I'm saying, you know, as those younger people come of age, they start to have babies. That's right. And so they're like more likely to want to feed their babies an ethical product. That's another controversial issue Mm -hmm. to a lot of people, whether or not the child has a choice eating a vegan diet. To some extent, the indoctrination of making people meat eaters is feeding them when they're a baby because it's quote unquote normal. And, you know, or when they're a small child, they don't really think through the origin of it and they get used to it. But if you were to show a small child where that cow comes from before it became a burger, I think that child, you know, like you see these videos of like a little kid like crying because like I don't want to eat chicken anymore. Like I saw a chicken and it was like so cute, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
but I digress. There is a a PR thing that they have to overcome if they're making, let's say, baby formula or yes, uh, yeah, that, that people are saying like, because because right. they, the deep set belief is that it's unhealthy. It's correct. Yeah, that is a PR problem. So I wonder what kind of maybe that's why it was blocked by Merrill Edge. Um, anyway, yes, there is a PR problem. Um, Startup Nation Israel is working on it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so beyond these stocks that are all publicly traded, uh, the exciting thing is that more and more stocks that like, you know, foods, products that you're used to are planning to IPO or direct list on the stock market soon. Like Eat Just, which you just mentioned, is looking into, they, I think they've already applied for with the SEC for listing. Oatly, you know, the maker of the oat milk, which I think has some really famous celebrity investors, they're, they're also planning to go public. Um, so it's just really an exciting space. I would say watch out for companies that are kind of riding the coattails of the vegan revolution and like making a plant-based spinoff. But, the, you know, like like we discussed, you know, that raised and rooted, but it's actually Tyson Foods. Like, I don't feel great about that. And also, I kind of got tricked into bat- buying Tattooed Chef. You know, the stock is was doing well f- well when I bought it and I was happy. I mean, I made a made a little money off of it but i realized you know i didn't really look into it too deep i've never se- i've never seen their products on the freezer but they say plant based but they have like macaroni and cheese so it's like they are actually like have some cruelty in them so i i kind of regret that purchase when it comes to vegan products you can kind of tell even just by tasting it <laughs> whether or not it's like a flash in the pan or like this is good product i i believe in beyond meat because it mm-hmm. tastes good it seems like a, a a well-structured excellent company same goes for a lot of these substitute cheese companies and then when raisin rooted came out with their whatever mcnuggets or their nuggets and they said it was plant-based but it really wasn't mm-hmm. i think now their nuggets are plant-based but it's like there's a disconnect the company is yeah. is not in it for the right reasons and you can tell so after we discussed a bunch of different names, I'm making a call for what we really need. And it's a, a vegan ETF. You know what an ETF is? No, please tell me. Okay. ETF is an exchange traded fund. So it's like basically if you want to invest in a full, you know, like there's one that just has the tracks, the entire S&P 500, the entire NASDAQ. But there's also some of these, the Internet of Things, they track the 5G, you know, stocks that will benefit from, uh, if you know how, like, for example, people wanted to uh, invest in the boom of, like, legalized marijuana stocks, but they don't want to decide which company is going to succeed and which will fail. They just think the entire market segment is going to expand. Mm -hmm. So as a result, they made an ETF called MJ, which is just tracks, like, all the major marijuana stocks. What we need, if we want to just passively invest in the vegan revolution without having to do research on each and every stock and having to choose which ones are like have a future which ones are winners which ones are losers what we really need and i wish i could start this myself but it's like you know you need some kind of credentials um is a vegan etf where you can just buy one ticker symbol and as a result, um, you know, have broad exposure to the entire like vegan food market. There is actually an ETF called the U.S. Vegan Climate ETF. <laughs> the, I'm not recommending it. I mean, it, it's probably actually good. You know, they, they have great companies in it. The, but the ticker symbol is VEGN. Like, you, what would you think is in this ETF? You'd think it would be like, yes, they have some beyond, but you'd think it would be all the vegan food companies, right? Yeah, what is, what's in it? Let me read you the top 10 holdings. 
Tesla, Apple, <laughs> MasterCard, Microsoft, Visa, NVIDIA, United Health, Verizon, and Google. Yeah, so it's pretty mainstream. Yeah, but not just mainstream. What are the, why are these vegan? <laughs> what are you talking about? I, I think basically what they did is they didn't actually seek out vegan companies. They just sought to exclude companies that are anti-vegan. So like you could say like Tesla's a vegan company because they have discontinued the use of leather seats and they, you know, they're environmentally friendly because they're electric or something. So it's like a net positive for the climate and for veganism, sort of. Yeah. I guess. So, uh, you know, I'm not against this ETF, but we need an actual vegan ETF. Please, if anyone's listening, let me in on this somehow. Yeah, saying, um, saying that Apple is a vegan company is a stretch. Yeah, it's definitely a stretch. I mean, especially... I mean, I guess they, an apple is vegan. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. it's they, Maybe they got confused. They thought it was yeah. an apple grower. I mean, you notice I didn't mention any, um, like, traditional, like, plant food companies, because those companies existed for a long time. It's not like... I mean, those are they're, they're good to invest in also, you know, like a banana grower or whatever. They've always been around. And also, it's not like a... IP, like a growing market. You know what I mean? I'll tell you one thing. There's other out-of-the-box ways to invest in like the vegan trend. Like, let me ask you something. What would you say is like the most iconically understood vegan crop? Soybean? Yes. So you can invest in soybeans. Like the good, good, good answer. Um, so well, I'm a soy boy, so I you're know You're a soy that. boy, yeah. and you're going to love the name, the ticker symbol of this. But, you know, traditionally, if you were to invest in agricultural products, you'd buy it on the futures market, and that takes a certain degree of sophistication and difficulty. But there's actually a soybean ETF where they invest in the futures market for you. It's called um, S-O-Y-B, soyb, <laughs> like soy boy, S-O-Y-B. And they've actually been kind of on a tear lately. Agriculture can be manipulated by government subsidies and all that, but just seems as though more and more foods are using soy, right? Mm -hmm. So soyb, S-O-Y-B. So anyway, these are all stocks, uh, and I was more or less like focused on the stock market because that's kind of the easiest way for the average person to invest. But you could also do grassroots things. You could start a vegan food truck or, you know, a stand at the swap meet or, you know, if you even have no money to your name and just a computer and an internet connection, you could start one of those like t-shirt companies with a print on demand and have it, you know, like vegan branded stuff and advertise it on social media. It's like an outlay of no money at all. Uh, so, you know, there's opportunities out there for everyone. But it's also cool that we can definitely put our money where our mouth is what's exciting is it's all about the future yes and uh, that's what's really cool when it comes to technology and stuff that we eat right now investing in veganism is investing in a better world a better world <laughs> <laughs> any questions any concerns uh, no i i think you covered it man that's great Thanks so I, much. I, and, and i appreciate you putting all this effort into educating our audience and educating me about vegan investing.